what the game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't miss. I'm just leave it up there. You couldn't make that if you tried that again. Welcome to Buckets Conference Finals Edition. Every time I say welcome to Buckets, Brandon Anderson smiles. Every, I love it, and I will continue to do it because it makes me happy to see him smile. This is the NBA podcast on the Action Network. Thanks for joining us. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by my colleagues, Brandon Anderson, who's confident in the Milwaukee Bucks in terms of the value did not come through, but he doesn't regret it for a second, do you, Brandon? I do not. I, I played it. I'd play it again. Grant Williams will hit 25 threes next time and I will lose it again. But you know what? Shooting happens. And on the other side, professional better, Raheem Palmer. Ra, I'm starting the clock. You get three minutes to victory lap on the Mavericks. Go. Look, I said back in January on the same podcast that I believe that one of either the Dallas Mavericks or the Memphis Grizzlies would go to the Western Conference Finals. One of them happened, one of them did. So I'm very pleased with the result. Look, I mean, this Dallas Mavericks team, they haven't lost a playoff series with Luka Doncic to anybody except for Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. We're going to get more into that later on. But it was a good weekend. I wish Memphis had pulled off game six. They had a, a late lead in that game because I was in Memphis. I spent the weekend in Memphis. I went to game five. I would still be there had they pulled off because I plan on going to game seven. That didn't happen, but gave out the Mavericks and I gave out the Grizzlies. Those were my two series picks, both of them being underdogs. We got one, didn't get the other. So I'm very pleased with the way this weekend went. Yeah, congratulations. Um, (laughs) So I'll ask you this before we move on. We're going to do the Eastern Conference first and then we'll do the Western Conference in another pod that you can catch I'm assuming you think that that the last two games of this series and the series overall in the Eastern and the Western Conference semifinals was about the Mavericks being great. Is that what you think? I think, look, it can never be about one team being great at all. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that the Suns just weren't the Suns. But I think the Mavericks put them in that place. I mean, obviously, they hunted Chris Paul. That was big in his inability to beat drop coverage in the way that he typically does. Mavericks, they continue to, to score from behind the arc. Um, Luka is obviously Luka. But, I mean, I think you just got to give the Mavericks credit for how they hunted Chris Paul, how they were able to hide Luka. I mean, but a lot of it was just the Suns playing really off. Yeah, I'm going to go against you right here. We'll just go ahead and set this up for the Western Conference preview. That series had more to do with the Suns absolutely face-planting while vomiting in midair on the way down and then falling face-first into their own vomit than it had anything to do with the Dallas Mavericks and the darling Luka Doncic, who I think the market is going to overvalue. But we're going to get to that in another podcast. Come back and listen for that one. Let's talk about the Eastern Conference. Boston Celtics advance over the Milwaukee Bucks without Chris Middleton in Game 7. Great shooting performance from Grant Williams after Al Horford basically turned turned into Steph Curry for about four of the seven games. Uh, Bucks did not have any other way to score because of Chris Middleton. And if only the Bucs had had some other weapon, you'd really got to look at this and just think the Bucs did not have enough offense because of Chris Middleton. And so the Boston Celtics advanced to face the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, the value right now, let's go ahead and go. I'm going to pull this from Bet Rivers, which we usually get a pretty good price on. 
Celtics minus 175 for the series, Heater at plus 140. That's tighter than I was hoping for. I was hoping to get a better number on Miami. Uh, Shortest price on the series spread, which we love to bet here. The shortest is Celtics minus one and a half plus 107. Then you can get Heat plus one and a half minus 139. So, I'm a little irritated because we're not getting a great number on the heat to win the thing. And we're not getting a good price on the heat to drag this out to seven. I'm a little annoyed at the market. We're going to go around and give our best bets. Raheem Palmer, what is your best bet? I'm looking at the Miami heat to win game one, the Celtics to win the series. That's at plus two thirty. I've written extensively about this over the last couple of years, teams that come off of game seven, performance when they, they don't perform well in, in game one they're just 32 and 49 that's 39 percent straight up if you fade these teams in game one of the postseason you're hitting 61 percent and the Celtics come off a grueling physical series against the Milwaukee Bucks I mean you got Marcus Smart he's questionable for game one you got Robert Williams he's banged up I know the Heat are missing Kyle Lowry but this just feels like a, a spot where the Heat can win but I think overall, I don't think the Heat have enough offense. This is still a team that isn't great in the half court. I, I still don't trust this half court offense at all. I know they've been better in the postseason, but that's because they played the Atlanta Hawks and the Philadelphia 76ers. This is going to be like a shock to the system. I think the, the Celtics have the better half court offense. I think Celtics will be able to get in transition. I, I just think the Celtics are the better team, and this is not the team that we saw in the bubble. I think. Jason Tatum, he has grown up. I think Jalen Brown has grown up. And I think they, they end up beating this Miami Heat team who still doesn't have Kyle Lowry. But I think the spot is perfect for the Heat for game one. So that's my series pick. Brandon, what's your best bet for Heat Celtics? Uh, my best bet is the exact same as Raheem's. I got Heat to win game one, Boston to win the series. However, I'm playing mine at Bet Rivers, so I'm taking plus 275. Raheem, you gave up 45 cents on the dollar. Oh, I wasn't sharp there. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to, I'm going to bet my best bet's going to be over five and a half minus minus one eighty six. I know you're going to hate it, Brandon, cause I'm laying out, laying the juice, but to me, that's like where the best value is. I, I, I will probably, I will probably sprinkle it plus two fifteen over six and a half. Um, I think this is going to be a long series. I think the heat are undervalued in the market in the public perception. Um, first off, I'll ask you, have either of you seen a better price than plus one forty? on Miami because if there is I need to know this for my consideration because there there's, there's there's a lot of better prices than plus 140 there's a plus 160 in Delaware which I know you're not close to there's a um there's, a plus 155 at William Hill there's a plus 155 at Caesars there's a plus 155 at the Westgate okay so I'll probably bet the Westgate 155 if I can find, find a 160 160 I'm, I'm interested in it uh, not at 140. I mean, I don't mind being your runner on this. <laughs> Let's talk about the game one bet here. Cause I, I actually was just thinking about this before we went on, uh, when we started recording this, we're recording this on Monday morning or Monday afternoon, rather. Here's my problem with this lion thing. Cause I was, I was with you guys, right? Like we, we are all like game seven. We know the trend heat at home, short number. Okay. Right. So we like the heat in this game. We all we're in agreement. We all like the heat in this game in the semifinals. When the home team wins game one, they are 74 and 16 for 82% to win the series. 
82% of the time, the game one winner has won the series. The Heat have home court, which we saw mattered in that. Like, we literally just saw Boston get the good shooting bump in a game seven. Literally just saw it, right? I have a hard time being able to coalesce into this idea of Boston's going to go down 0-1 to a team that we think matches up. Like, are we, I guess I'll just real quickly, yes or no. Brandon, do the Heat match up pretty well with Boston? Pretty well. Raheem, do the Heat match up pretty well with Boston? To a certain extent. Okay. I think they match up really well because it's basically, this is Spider-Man meme. Yeah. It's Spider-Man meme, mm-hmm. right? It's, we switch everything. We switch everything. We play zone. We play zone. Our coach is good. Our coach is great. We have Jason Tatum. We have Jimmy Butler, who has arguably been the second best player in the NBA playoffs. We have Jalen Brown. We've got Bam Adebayo. We have Marcus Smart. We have Bam Adebayo. Like, there, there's, there's a whole lot of, like, things here um, to try and factor in. Like, we have Al Horford. We've got P.J. Tucker, right? These two teams are really good defensively. They're great defensive teams. I don't, the regular season series went two and one to the under with the only outlier being Boston put up a 117 on them. I'm going to be on the unders, I think, consistently throughout the series. Like they're going to have to show me they can score points in the series. And I don't think the number can get low enough for it to be an issue. I'll probably be looking like we did with the team totals with Milwaukee. I might be looking for heat unders as the series goes on. But Brandon, let's start, start with kind of a response to what I talked about. That 82% mark, does that give you any sort of pause just thinking about the idea of, okay, we're spotting the heat again in a series that we think will be tight. That makes me a little bit nervous. My impulse was the same as you guys, which is like, I like the heat and the Celtics here. They're the better team, blah, 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 blah. But if we're giving them game one off of the game seven performance, I kind of wonder if we're missing the, the impact of how big going down 0-1 could be in the series. Yeah, I considered that as well. And for, for both of these series, we'll talk about this in the Western pod too. In both cases, you know me, I'm a futures player. I like to play, you know, multiple series prices. I don't really love much of what we can play right here. And it's partly because in both cases, the way that I want to play the series is going to be a better or more profitable angle if I wait a game or two because of how I expect things to go. I'm going to get a better value if I wait than if I play now. We all like Miami in game one. We talked about that. We'll do more game one. So you're right. Then if you like Miami in game one, then that's the spot where like, okay, well then you're going to get a better number on Boston for sure. And yeah, even the the best bet that I said, Miami game one, Boston series, it would be maybe a half unit play for me because yeah. here's the reason. It's two things. Number one, absolutely, for all the obvious reasons, for the, especially the thing Raheem said about the game seven trend, Miami's in a very good spot. If everyone took a week off and we started again, I would smash Boston. I like them a lot in the matchup. The main thing giving me pause on Boston is the game one hole that I'm expecting them to possibly be in or to to likely be in. I'm expecting Miami to win game one. That said, I'm also not going to bet too heavily on it because look, we've done this a lot on these games, but we know it's going to happen with Boston and Miami shot variants. It's going to be unpredictable. We don't know who's going to hit shots game by game. I think Boston absolutely could win game one. 
Like the Heat are only a, a couple points favored here. And I would hate to be right about Boston being the better team and then pigeon my holes myself into the game one heat win when the Celtics could just win game one. And then I would love them in the series. Um, I think I'm going to wait and I'm going to play Celtics after game one. I think we'll get better value. I think we'll get better than the, the plus number that you guys got. On that, I think we'll get a better number than than that yeah. than, than the rest I, of the parlay. I don't know if we're going to get a better number, but it's the thing we've talked about before, where it's a slightly worse number, but it's it's not yeah. even a better EV, but it's you got the extra information. Yeah, we 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 got that. Okay, so they did lose game one. We didn't get quite the same number as we might have if we played the game one angle, but now we know we we know. I didn't realize, oh my gosh, you know, this injury happened or Boston couldn't handle this thing or whatever. So I think that the trade-off is going to provide value. So raw, um, I mean, by that same token, what I think I'll probably look to do also is minus one and like Boston minus one and a half is plus one Oh seven. If they lose game one, I'm getting like an awesome number on that immediately. Like I will get, I will get Boston minus one and a half at a great number for them to win in six. And then I can just hedge the game seven if I need to, if I'm worried about Boston, about Miami. Um, yeah. my question for you here, Raheem, is you're thinking that the, the, the Celtics lose game one and win the series. Are you assuming after three games, it's going to be two, one, do you think they win the next two? I do. Okay. I definitely do. I'm not as certain about that game three in Boston. We saw them get shook in game three versus a Bucks team without Chris Middleton. So I'm a little bit nervous about that factor. Like, I want to say like here, honestly, I do not know the answer to this question, fellas. I know how great Giannis is. I have been like the Giannis guy since I, I went to Milwaukee to write the, he is the guy to, to bet on for MVP for my first big feature at action. Okay. Um, that said, I don't know how much better the my Milwaukee bucks without Chris Middleton are than the Miami heat full strength. Now the heat don't have Lowry right now, which I think matters. Right. Mm-hmm. But I do think like this is a good example. Like the fact that if I say that, most people are gonna be like, no, come on, the Bucks are way better. The Heat were the one seed. The Heat were the one seed. They've t- they've taken care of business. Out of all of these teams that we've seen do stuff like lose by 50 to Memphis, collapse, go down 0-2 and get completely destroyed in game five in Phoenix. The one team that has really handled business has been the Miami Heat. Like they're the only team. That has been like, they've taken care of business. They are professional. They've done what they needed to do. So, I like, mean, I don't know. They played the, the Atlanta players. Hawks and they played. But they, they earned play. that, Raw. They played the Hawks because they got the one seed. Boston I mean, didn't get the one seed. That's fair. But I'm just saying, when you're looking at the, I mean, when you're looking at Boston's path, like, I think the Heat would have struggled with. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's talk about Boston. They got what we can we can now conclusively say is a fucking joke of a team in the Brooklyn Nets, and the Bucks without their second best player. And I, I don't think I don't, I don't think the Nets seven. were a joke. I don't think the I don't think the, the Nets were a joke. I, I don't look like a joke. I was laughing. No, I mean, look that that series was decided by like four points, <laughs> which probably should tell you something. It tells us that the Nets were better than what we thought. Does it? Like that's what I'm at. So here, here's what I'm trying to challenge here. I'm yeah. trying to challenge. Okay. Oftentimes in these playoffs, what we do is we we take these results and we build narratives, that's, and those narratives shape the perception mm-hmm. rather than being able to get outside of it and look at the contextual environment mm-hmm. and determine where the value is of how good these teams are. 
And like, that's one of the things that I'm struggling with is like the heat have no narrative behind them. No one's paying attention to them. No one's talking about them. The Sixers series, the narrative was, oh, poor Joel Embiid. It was, it was sad. Like it sucked. I feel bad for Joel. Dude broke his face. And like James Harden, Larry Holmes status, right? Yeah. The whole conversation, the Heat beat the Sixers in six games pretty convincingly, including destroying them on their home floor. And the conversation was entirely about Philly. Entirely. The Bucks beat the, the Celtics beat the Bucks. And everyone today is like, man, the Celtics, whoo, what a just an incredible team. Can you believe how good this team is? The Bucs have serious problems. I'm like, they went seven games and Chris Middleton was out the entire time. Okay, I want to respond to the narrative thing because okay. I'm, I'm more the narrative person than Raheem. So let me reframe the narrative in the way that I feel like I saw it from the Bucs yeah. series. And as the person who bet on the Bucs each of the last three games, <laughs> so keep that in mind, Boston won the series four to three. The three losses, two of those three losses were by two points and three points. And by the way, the other one was a game one loss that you repeatedly, Matt, have called a coin flip. So by my math, Boston could have very easily won the series six to one, or if that game one was a coin flip, seven, nothing. You don't get to win all the coin flips. I know, but Boston did go to seven. It did get there. But they easily, they, they had a real chance to win every single game. And the games that weren't close were all Boston wins. Second thing is this. The Bucs were not without their second best player. They were without their third best player. Drew Holiday is more valuable. <laughs> no, the no, Celtics, I'm not letting this one stand. No way, buddy. Celtics were missing Marcus Smart or Robert Williams, who I'm not saying are equal to Chris Middleton. But those are... That, that's your defensive player of the year and the guy that was probably going to win it until he got hurt defensive player of the year. And the Celtics were missing one of those starters for almost their part of the, the entire series. That's not the same, but it's not nothing. It's the way that the Celtics play and the way that their defense is, is so valuable. It's not nothing. It matters. Boston outlasted Giannis putting up 34, 15, and 7 for the entire series, having like four all-time games in the series and Boston still won the series and could have won the series six to one or seven to nothing based on how close the games were and where variants went. We don't know the shot variance thing. Like I, I understand all of it, but you can frame it to go either direction on it. So I, I just, I'm not saying what we saw was Boston was clearly the way better team. They should have swept seven games. Clearly. I don't think that, I just bet Milwaukee three times in a row, but we can't go all the way to the other side and say, Oh, was this a coin flip series If Middleton had played. They would have won because they barely won the coin flip anyways. So add a little Middleton in and then they're over the top. Like, I think that's way too far the other way on the narrative thing. And I don't think it's a fair read on what we actually saw happen. But I think that, I think the way that the markets are reacting is definitely in that Boston was like a way better team. And is this great juggernaut? And I'm not sure that they are. Like that's my only thing here is just like I'm not sure that as short as these numbers are, like because bear in mind it takes a lot for the like you agree with this, Rod. Like it takes a lot for the books to put a team with home court advantage, the one seed with home court advantage, as a dog in a series, right? Yeah, it's pretty rare. How often is the one seed a dog? And a lot of this is built off of like the incredible run the Celtics had the back half of the season 
and all these types of things. I worry about context disguising things. Like that's my big takeaway here is just like, I'm not saying that you're wrong in your narrative read. You could be right, Brandon. It's that what we do is we take the results and then we reconstruct the narrative around it versus mm-hmm. like in the middle of that series, like it was two, one Milwaukee with the bucks having a lead in the fourth of game four. You could say they could have won six, one, the bucks could have been done and out of there without mid. Sure. And if the Celtics were not definably better without the bucks second best player, then I think that there's a, it's at least possible that we're overrating Boston. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's at least possible. But you can look at the other series. The Sixers won games three and four. We're suddenly two to two. And the, the popular narrative at that point was, all right, Embiid is back. They flipped the series. And Philadelphia is going to win this now. When Embiid played, that series was just 2-2 at the end. None of us actually believed that that's how that would have played out with Embiid the whole series. We all would have still liked Miami. But Rob, that was the Rob way that... Philly. Well, that's... He, 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 I don't know. Would he have really backed his boy Glenn? I'm not, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I, I'll say, though, I, I think that the narrative on that series does underrate Miami because the, the way that that series played out, it was like, oh, Joel Embiid came back and Philadelphia at home won two awesome games. And then, you know, they ran out of gas. Miami was better and James Harden sucked. All of those things are true. That part was true. Here's what wasn't true. Joel Embiid isn't the thing that flipped it. The Heat shot 22% in those games on threes, and the Sixers shot 48%. The Heat in the series against Philadelphia, in a series that they won comfortably, and a team whose offense is not very good, right? We agree on that. They're, they're fine. They yep. rely heavily on three-pointers. Miami shot under 30% on threes for the series and won comfortably. They won twice, shooting 25% on threes and won comfortably in the series. The, so well, funny, your takeaway from that is like the other way. And I'm like, so what happens if they start hitting versus Boston? No, no. My takeaway is that my takeaway is that the, the heat are a little bit underrated here. So uh, back to the series that we're actually doing now, I think where I want to look at this series, it, it's weird. It kind of goes both ways. And this will be, this is kind of where I'm at on both the series is I, I think Miami takes game one for the reason we talked about. I think Miami could take game two. The heat are at home. They're a good team. I think that that game will be something near a coin flip odds. So the Heat could win game one. He could go up 2-0. I think those things are live and in play. What I want as a better right now, I want the Celtics to lose game one. I want the Celtics to lose game two. I want a chance to do what I did and failed on with Milwaukee last round. I want longer Boston title odds. I want a spot to bet on Boston down where I'm getting a better number. I want that. However, when Boston looks good, I probably also want to nibble a little bit on Miami because this is a team that has a very underdog formula. They force turnovers. They take a ton of threes. They're a team that can, if the shots fall, suddenly pull out the win. And we know that just like Milwaukee, we know Butler, Bam, all these guys are going to keep fighting all the way to the end. So Miami is a little undervalued in the series, but I like Boston a lot in the matchup. And I think there's going to be angles to go both ways, but not yet. You want Boston at a longer number? Like, oh, I don't know, 10 to one. Is that the number that you would like to get Boston 
at right now? Um, Princeton. Is that, is that my Milwaukee bet? No, I bet uh, we had a whole discussion he's, about. He's I bet, saying like, why didn't you just get it before? As a I bet, I bet, I bet Boston ten to one after game five. Uh, I bet Boston ten to one, and we had the argument about whether because you were like it needs to be twelve hundred. Oh, that's true. I remember that. Well, I didn't bet that because I had Celtics twelve to one to win the conference from like three months ago. Yeah. Uh, hey, Ra, I got here's a good example of how I feel like this the series is not appropriately priced, even if mm-hmm. the like the headliner heat to win is not being is we're not getting great at value on but look at this series leader after four games so first four games of the series what do you expect the series to be um probably two two yeah we think it goes long okay okay so like again at bet rivers i have to pay minus 139 to get heat plus one and a half for it to go at least seven or heat win is minus 139 at BetMGM, the series leader after four games, the shortest is Celtics at plus 120. Like, tied is plus 140. BetMGM's telling me that there is a greater chance that the Boston Celtics are up 3-1 than it is for it to be 2-2. But at Bet Rivers, I can't get plus one and a half heat at a plus number. I'm paying juice on it. This is what I'm saying is, like, I, to me, there is an indication – they're not willing to give you the chance for the heat to be able to hit. Like this is why I don't get the books to me are basically trying to get you off of heat numbers. They don't want heat money, which I don't get because they've already got huge liabilities on Celtics to win the title. Shouldn't they want heat money? But we know this from talking to multiple books that yeah. the, that the Celtics and the Warriors are the, are their two biggest liabilities. The Mavericks are going to be one because their, their numbers were insanely long. Like their numbers were just bonkers, crazy long. Yeah. Um, but like DraftKings has heat plus one and a half at minus 125. So I have to pay the quarter on the heat just to get it to seven, let alone or win the thing. Feels like that's pricing at home court. The fact that they're going to be favorites in four games. But they're also, but then MGM is also telling me that they're expecting them to lose one of the home games and both of the road games. My numbers make the Celtics big favorites in all these games. So it's like in their home games, if I'm looking at my playoff numbers, I have it Celtics minus 5.9. And now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick their over or under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two to over 25 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's not a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. 
on your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash action and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash action and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Okay, back to the show. Like Brandon, does that make sense that to me it looks like they're hiding the heat numbers a little bit here? I don't know. I, I don't know if they are hiding the heat numbers. Um, I, I think a thing that I would disagree with what you just said is I don't love the series to go along bet. Okay. And it it's weird because it's not that I can't imagine the series going along. I absolutely can. It, it, I'm in a weird spot again on both of these series where the team I like better, the Celtics and the Warriors, I think could take real control early on. And if they do, the series could be short. If Boston wins game one, they have a chance to come out and win game two, which they'll have a shot at. We would all like Miami in that spot, but Boston is good enough to have a shot. If the shots are falling, they will be in it. And suddenly you're up 2-0 going home to Boston. That series could be really short in that spot. Like mm. as if the team that I like better has a chance, like we, we don't get very often a spot in the playoffs. I love where the team I like better starts on the road because if they come out and look good early, they can really end the series quickly in that spot. So if they don't, and we don't think they will, we like Miami in these early games at home, then the series goes long. But I, that's it comes back to my same reason. I don't want to do the, the game one series thing too much because I think there's a real chance Boston is just good enough to win game one. And then if they do, the series doesn't go long. Then just bet the heat. Then just bet Celtics minus one and a half at plus 100. Or you can get at Bet Rivers... Um, if that's your confidence level in Boston, you can get Celtics minus two and a half at plus two ninety. Brandon, I'll say that. I'm sorry. Just one more thing. I feel like you're gonna. You need to re- like. You'll feel better about your betting, and you need to reconcile because you're basically like, yeah, no, Heat probably win game one, and then you're like, but like I can tell you kind of think that Boston's gonna like kick the shit out of this team because you think they're they're way better, which makes sense. You've been low on the heat. All, no, you bet. You've been low on the heat all year. I am, right? but you need to stop telling me what I think teams are going to do. I do not think Boston is going to kill Miami. I think that these games are going to be extremely shot variants. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You think that there is a decent chance relative to value that the Celtics win one or two of the games in Miami, you just said. I think it's possible. I, I think... I will like Boston a lot in their home games. I think that the games in Miami are going to be mostly coin flip, but the game seven arrest disadvantage thing is, is why that, that to me flips everything to give Miami a a good chance in game one, not a coin flip. And if they get game one, then that gives them a real chance to make them live in the series. Cause now they have game one and they get a possible game seven. And that, that has to give them a chance in the series to me, but I have the Celtics, my numbers are the Celtics, even even counting that in at about 70% to win the series. So there's slight value for me on the on the series line. I I marked down Boston series minus one and a half at basically even odds, slightly plus odds. However, it again, it's like, well, I'm trying to figure out do I play Boston series right now? Do I wait on that? Because I, I do think the Heat are more likely to win game one. And then, like you said, Matt, after the Heat game, win game one, if they do, Boston minus one and a half, then I want that number at whatever plus money it's at. But it's it's all kind of right around the right value to me right now. 
I'm just trying to help you out uh, because I was like, if you really think that there's a chance that Miami, that Boston takes game one or game one and two, if you're, even if you're just like, I could definitely see this happening. I would think that like the plus two nine, or even if you want to just do bet the sweep or whatever, like if that's where your, your prior is, I think you can trust it. Like, I think the best value is the way for game one and then mm-hmm. either bet Celtics minus one and a half, which will be at a juice number. Or if they, if the Celtics win that minus one and a half of the juice number, or if the Celtics lose bet one and a half, because it'll be a plus number. That to me is like where the, the best value is. Yeah. Like, I mean, I definitely think that the Heat are more live to win the series than either of you. The question I have to ask is how much does the loss of Lowry impact that? Well, I think he'll probably be, I think he'll be back by game three and it probably looks better after shutting down for about 10 days. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really said yet exactly why I like Boston as much. Raheem kind of got to make his case for it in his opening, just give your best bet. Let me explain my entire best bet for three minutes. Yep. So <laughs> Matt, you said Spider-Man meme for Boston, Miami. I get that. I, I see all the similarities here. To me, I'm looking at this series as a Spider-Man meme to the Boston-Milwaukee series. Let me explain. Obviously, Boston is Boston in both of those. I have a hard time not seeing Miami as a slightly worse version of Milwaukee. The Bucks, my, my read on the, on the Bucks going into the last series, and we played this like four times in a row before they finally lost on a last second thing. Matt, you mentioned heat unders. I will be playing heat unders, not in game one because of the rest thing. It throws me off a little bit, but I don't see Miami having a very fun time scoring in the series. We look at the heat and it's all heat culture and the heat share and the heat do everything together. And that's true, but that has not been the case with the offense in the postseason. Their offense has been very much the box offense, which is, Please, God, Jimmy Butler, save us. Do the thing. We don't know what to do. We can't score. And Butler has, and he's done that. And he has, like, I agree. Butler has been, you can make the case that Butler has been the best player in the playoffs. I won't because Giannis has done it against better competition, in my opinion. But the advanced metrics are in Butler's favor, not Giannis's favor. That's how good he's been. He's not going to be that good against the Celtics. He's not. We know that. We know he's not going to be that version because it's not Atlanta's and Philly's wings anymore. It's a real defense doing real things to him. So if Butler isn't that and isn't Giannis, I don't think that's a shock to say, I don't know where the points come from. Miami's offense had pretty middling numbers for the most part. The one thing they were really good at is they led the league in three point percentage during the regular season. However, that number trailed off toward the end of the year. Miami switched up their lineup. They took Duncan Robinson out. They started playing more defenders and the three-point percentage wasn't as good. Boston led the league in three-point defense percentage. So if Miami is not going to hit the threes that they need to, and they haven't really done that that much in the postseason so far, and if Butler is not going to score enough, then I come back to where I was last series, which is I like Boston's offense better than Miami's. I certainly like Boston's defense better than Miami's. I don't trust Miami's offense to score. So I have a hard time coming up with where, where are the advantages that I see in Miami other than just they made their shots tonight, which is a thing that's going to happen sometimes that Spo can be an advantage, but Udoka has been good. Butler could be the best player in the series, but I don't know that it will be by a big margin versus Tatum. I think they're going to maybe kind of just cannibalize each other. So 
last series in my notes, I had, okay, for the Bucks to win this, it's going to have to be Grayson Allen and Bobby Portis and the other guys hitting shots. And that's where it is with Miami. It's going to mean Max Struess hitting shots. It's going to mean Tyler Hero, who's been bad, bad against Boston so far this season. He's averaging, had him in numbers here. Hero is 30% field goal percentage for the season against Boston. He's not scoring on them. I think Miami's going to need Hero to step up. I think Miami's going to need Duncan Robinson to play and play a bunch and maybe start so they can get enough shooting out there. And I just don't like the way that that goes for them. I'll just say this. You haven't, would, would you cape that they, would you, would you admit that you probably haven't watched Miami as much as some of the other teams? Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched them as much as like Boston or Milwaukee. Okay, because here's a good example of this. The Celtics, the Heat have a better offensive rating considerably than the Boston Celtics. I get that they played the Milwaukee Bucks. I understand this. But the Celtics also played, again, the actual laughable joke that is the Brooklyn Nets defense. Um, Boston has one performance, one of 120 offensive rating or better in the playoffs. The entire playoffs, a 120 or better. Miami has three. Like, I think you're, I think you are drastically under like here. Here's the difference though, is like, we agree that the heat's weakness is offense, Brandon, but what you're doing is you're downgrading their ceiling. And instead it's just like, they regularly hit their floor. And when it does, it looks terrible, Like they're going to have a game in Boston. It's going to be an absolute clunker. I think, I think they're going to have like a, like I'll be with you on betting the heat unders in Boston. Right. But I also think they could win like a game 99, 90. I don't have as much faith in this Boston offense as you do. Because the Miami Heat, I think, are going to switch everything and not leave Al Horford and Grant Williams and these guys open the way that the Bucs did. I understand what the regular season numbers indicated about Miami's three-point defense, but Miami, I think, to be quite honest, I've been the bud defender, but we're just talking about Spo versus bud here. And so for me, like, there's value on that. I do think the Heat are underrated. I'm going to wait to see what happens with game one, but I'm on Miami in game one for sure. That's my best bet, minus two and a half. Rob, what's your game one best bet? All right, I have two. I gave up the under 205 and a half. It's already down to 204. I really like the under there. And then I also like the Miami Heat money behind minus 120. Okay. Brandon? Uh, I like Miami, just Miami to win and cover the minus one and a half. And then the other thing that I want to get in before uh, game one is part of the reason, Matt, why I do trust Boston's offense more. Not a ton, but obviously they haven't been scoring a lot. But I think Jalen Brown is going to have a very big series here. So I will be looking for Jalen Brown props. Jalen Brown led the Celtics in scoring all three games against Miami in the regular season. Tatum only averaged 17.7 points a game. Brown was at 24.7. He hit three or more threes all three of the games. I think, like I said, I think Tatum and Butler are going to be kind of neutralizing each other in some ways. So I do trust Jalen Brown to be the secondary scorer where Miami doesn't have the guy for me. So I'm looking for overs, but the thing I want to play right now is that we've got this new award now, conference MVP award. Jalen Brown is 10 to one to win the conference MVP award for the East at bat rivers. I, that I want that now I might add more to it because I think that number gets longer if they lose game one. So, but I don't want to miss it. The, you asked about the the, the playing the, the Celtics series and all that. I don't mind missing because I see these coin flippy outcomes early on. I don't mind missing on something. Jalen Brown, 10 to 1. If he suddenly puts up 25 and they win game one, I'm never getting that number again. So I, I want the Jalen number. I think he can win that conference MVP. That's a great bet at 10 to 1. That's, yeah. an absolutely, that's a fantastic bet. I like that. 
Um, I just, once again, though, why are you so much on Miami given literally everything else you've said on this podcast? Why are you on Miami in game one? Because of the thing that Raheem led with, they just played seven games of an absolute brawl of a series. Miami is on five days rest versus two. Boston is flying south for the game on a day turnaround to prepare to play a totally different team. Look, for me, it's it's this is the regular season back-to-back. It's a schedule loss. That's how I'm playing this. Just this the- is a schedule loss spot. That's it. That I I put it, I would have bet Miami minus one and a half blind before I knew who they were playing just on the basis of schedule spot. That's it. Okay. Um, but you're probably not going to play it heavy given that you think that it's possible that Boston just like wins this outright, right? No, I mean, it's, I'll just put a unit on it, like just a standard bet for me on it. Okay. Rod, uh, do you have anything else that like uh, on this game that you want to kind of comment on in terms of this game in particular? Um, no, I, I think I think we hit on all the important things, the game seven stuff. I think it's it's really fascinating. And I also What's think the I number mean, in particular again, say, say the number again for the game sevens, the teams that play game seven going on the road. Teams that play game seven going on a row are 32, 49. That's 39% straight up in game one. You could take that further. And when you look at these teams who, like for the series as a whole, these teams are 34 and 46. That's 41% straight up in the series altogether. All these series that have been played, and this goes back 32 years, there's been eight playoff series in which two teams have faced each other, both coming off a of game seven. The higher seed has won all of them, with the exception of Mavs Suns in 2006. Uh, Brandon, props you're looking at real quick. Yeah, Jalen Brown over is definitely I'm looking for there. Although I saw his his points total is already up a little bit, but at three three and five three pointers in his games against Miami this year. Max Struess threes I will definitely be looking for. He hit nine in one of the games against Boston this year. He had four in another one. Uh, we know Boston's going to have guys shooting those threes against them, and I think Max is. One of the few shooters. It worries me that Miami's going to have two non-shooters on the court almost all of their minutes. Uh, I'm looking for, I won't play it early, but I'm going to watch for it. Tatum unders and hero unders. Those guys did not have good numbers in the regular season series. So I don't want to read too much into those games, but I think hero is going to struggle with the physicality on the defense. And I think Tatum is going to spend a lot more of his energy uh, defending Butler. So those are the angles I'm looking for. One other number I wanted to say, Boston. Since January 29th, Boston is 34 and nine now, counting the playoff games. Five of those nine losses are by one bucket, including two of the three they just had against Milwaukee. So again, they don't get to win all the coin flips, but Boston, since January 29th, has had only four games that they've just clearly just lost and been the worst team in. And that is just, it's just, Matt, we've talked a lot. We've talked for months now. When is, when is it going to regress? When is it going to come back? And at some point after, February, March, April, now May. At some point, for me, I just have to accept that it maybe isn't going to come back. Yeah, uh, I think maybe have, and we just didn't see it because of Chris Middleton. So we'll just go ahead and find out what happened. <laughs> we'll see what what goes on in the conference finals. That's where your Eastern Conference and Game One best bets for buckets. Check the feed. Our Western Conference preview will be up soon if it's not already. Make sure to download the Action Network app to follow Brandon and Raheem. Till next time, let's get buckets.